0: Billy got picked on at school for things he couldn't change He tried his best to play it cool But in the seventh grade You either fit right in or you don't fit That's just the cold hard truth I wish that I'd have been the friend That Billy never knew I think it's time to come together You and I can make a change Maybe we can make a difference Maybe world a better place look around and love somebody we've been hateful long enough let the good lord reunite us to this country that belongs undivided
1: yeah
2: to
1: go to- top of the second hour of today's road warrior radio broadcast this tuesday march 7th 2023 i really do think this is an opportunity uh To get out in front of something. I mean, again, part of what I've been trying to talk about lately is the chaos magic that seduces us into believing something that hasn't necessarily come to pass. The scenario planners get together, the Doctor Strange loves, and they have their stupid little meetings, like Event 201. I mean, there are 200 of these, and here's another one. And all this nonsense that's cooked up for all of the good that we could say that the military and the intelligence industrial complex uh does there's as much not good that we hear about and we're making you know it's a, it's a frenemy world yesterday's friend is today's enemy is tomorrow's friend and vice versa who's creating these networks who's creating the Saddam Husseins, who's creating the Muammar Gaddafi's, and then when they get out of the line, you know, we got a came, we saw, you know, all that kind of nonsense. Who's making these things? Who has more of a history of interfering in elections than any other agency, institution, organization anywhere in the world? Any, where where is the largest collection? In one, under one organization of uh, election, rigging, meddling, influencing. Where is that? We have many books on these kinds of things. You know, dirty tricks, dirty wars. So on and so on. It's big business. And you know what? We have a network of guns. Guns and bombs are very... Uh, lucrative, and so we have a network of guns and bombs, and if you try to disrupt our lucrative operation, well, you know, you might have an accident. Maybe we should play that. In Fact, I want to come back to um, Vec here in a second. Again, but you know what? Let's let's play I mean it's not like murder ink has gone mainstream or anything. Oh wait, it has. Let's see if I can find that real fast. I had that handy. Um where is that? Yeah. It'll look like a heart attack or car accident. So we should do this real fast from Yellowstone season five, episode eight. I mean, Kevin Costner said it. Um, He, he referred to it as murder incorporated, the guy who, you know, has, has uh, been in some of these movies. Let's see. Is that is that what I want? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh <clears throat> It's not like, you know, we have a network of professionals, not hitmen, that'll, you know, make it look like a heart attack or car accident or suicide, you know. Maybe you hanged yourself with an extension cord and then shot yourself in the chest with a shotgun to make sure you, you know, finish the job, obviously. I think, you know, things like that are a message. And to think, you know, I think when you read some of the articles that have been written over over time, I think uh, you know, you can sort of read into things. I think when you read the New York Post articles, for example, and you read, you know, some people believe in this ridiculous conspiracy theory that has a lot of details that if you're not familiar You kind of go, hmm, well, that's interesting. And if you are familiar, you think, why did they put that in there if they're really saying that this is an outrageous conspiracy theory? It's because, you know, it's a way to write about this and sort of get away with writing about it and include some of the more provocative, you know, breadcrumbs in the trail. While saying, you know, when when somebody comes back, maybe, you know, a senior editor or something and says something or somebody, you know, it's a way to say, oh, no, I, I mean, obviously, look, I wrote, this is a crazy conspiracy theory. I would never, no, I don't buy into it. But, you know, some of the breadcrumbs are there. Some of the more provocative breadcrumbs are in there. So anyway, it's not like Murder Incorporated has been, you know, normalized into the public consciousness. There's a show called Yellowstone. It's I, I think it's the most popular show on television. And they did this in season five. Go ahead, please.
3: I think she'll try to have me killed.
0: <laughs> uh, come on. Do you really think so?
3: Yes do you do you know anyone or um is there a, a group that has experience with this kind of situation?
0: Uh, you assign yourself security, Jamie
3: well that, that's playing defense. Play offense.
0: There are companies, yeah. There's one in New York and there's one in Virginia. How are they? They're professionals. They're not hitmen. It'll look like a
3: heart attack
0: or a car accident.
3: Perhaps I could meet with them, see how they would handle this.
0: No, Jimmy, you don't want to do that. You tell me what you want, and I will meet with them. If you're
3: gonna go after her, you just might. Maybe. You know? Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too.
1: So that happened. That's in the mainstream consciousness. We've just normalized that. Which I don't think is good. It's interesting. The things that get normalized and at the same time, uh, you know, our mind is compartmentalized and we just don't think about things like that. But, you know, if you really stop and think about this is, you know, what what is being depicted here is, you know, state attorney general, part of a family ranch, adopted guy, whatever, and a lady from a consultant for a private equity firm, I think is kind of how that story goes. And listen to what they're talking about. I mean, sure, there have been shows and things in the past, but this is one that really blurs the lines between reality and fantasy fiction kind of stuff. So, you know, enter the chaos magic. And this should never be uh, discussion it's it's uh it's really interesting so you know they're professionals what does that mean where do you learn how to do this kind of stuff it'll look like a heart attack or a car accident really that's funny yep. because you know people have you know again in those in those articles that you can read about the um what happened to Mark Middleton, for example? Crazy, you know, Clinton body count, Arkenside. I don't think I heard or, or read in any of the articles that I read about Mark Middleton. I don't think I saw the term Arkenside. But remember the website? You probably find it on the Internet Archive, the way the Wayback Machine. But, you know, there was the Clinton body count that was being kept at the uh, Arkenside website. I'm sure Roger could probably tell us about that. I don't know. Sometimes when you're close, it doesn't necessarily help. But in this case, I bet, you know, he could. Anyway, let's get back on track a little bit. So, um, a couple of things, actually. Before we Press ahead. Speaking of the Mark Middletons, you know, obviously Whitney Webb has talked about him and the Jeffrey Epstein stuff, and Whitney Webb has been good about saying what's really interesting when you start exploring these these webs of of what I call high profile deviancy is the financial stuff and the blackmail. What John Brennan referred to as suborning before Congress, remember that, and uh, Time Magazine was like. Oh, yeah. Uh, Webster's going to define that word now for everyone so that we all know. What was it? Brennan CIA on Trump. Merriam-Webster defines suborn. That was a Time Magazine article when it happened. Um, but, you know, the most curious thing to me about Whitney Webb's book series, One Nation Under Blackmail," Volume 1 and Volume 2, is in a thousand pages... Uh, There are quite a few mentions of Bill Gates. There's an extended, you know, uh, bit of coverage devoted to Bill Gates, I would say, in Volume 2. But only one mention of Rick Allen Jones, only one near the end of Volume 2. And I think, I believe, that Rick Allen Jones is kryptonite. And Bill Gates' empire, you know... Look what we've seen. We've seen Microsoft publish a commercial for what, HoloLens? Featuring Mar- Marina Abramovic. Spirit cooking Satanist Marina Abramovic. And if that's not enough, you know, how many Christians know about that? How many Christians heard about that and immediately boycotted or mancotted? Uh, Microsoft, all things Microsoft, can't use it. They're going to put a Satanist in a commercial about one of their products? Can't use it. Don't want to contribute to that in any sort of way. You just came right out and said, hey, you know what? She's a great artist, this satanic, spirit-cooking, cannibal, freaky, high-profile, deviant Kind of person can't support that, obviously. How many folks who call themselves Christians have said we have to find a way not to support that? Obviously, we can't be a part of that. Can't be a party to it. Or, you know, as I mentioned yesterday, how many are proving Harold Bloom right and are more of a sort of Gnostic leaning. Then they realize, and you know what, it's, eh, whatever. I mean, I got to have my, my word and my Excel and my, you know, my outlook. I think Rick Allen Jones is kryptonite, and Bill Gates' empire would be reduced to an ash heap were Rick Allen Jones ever to become a household name if if Rick Allen Jones were to become as household a name as Jeffrey Epstein for example if they were sort of synonymous and people knew that Rick Allen Jones even Cairo 7 reported that Rick Allen Jones was arrested at Bill Gates house so you're telling me a guy who has young children in his house couple, you know young children Uh, who are of the age presumably, you know, that Rick Allen Jones is interested in. That guy doesn't know? The the billionaire tech mogul? Really? He doesn't vet people better than that? Really? Rick Allen Jones was arrested at Bill Gates' house. So, you know, I just think it's curious – to point out that you know, Bill Gates, the reason for the distance and stuff is to protect the Microsoft empire. Well, I think Rick Allen Jones would bring it to a crashing halt, a screeching halt, all of it. That's just my own. And I think that's why nobody knows about Rick Allen Jones. You can say Jeffrey Epstein all you want. That's normalizing. Sexual deviancy and pedophilia and all of that stuff. It's normalizing it. Do you see what's happening? Look how the line is blurring and moving in patently dialectical fashion. That's happening. But to say Rick Allen Jones gets way out in front of it and literally brings the issue of the Epstein deviancy to Bill Gates' front door. And then you you put all that stuff together even though it's anecdotal evidence. Buddy, you're flying on his plane, not your own. You're hanging out. You're giving him money even though you're saying you're hanging out with him to get money from him. Everything you say is a lie. Your guy, what's his name, Boris Nikolik? What's that all about? And Rick Allen Jones was, you know, sure, sure, you don't know. There's no, How could you possibly have known? You're just a tech mogul you just bump around and accidentally run into a guy with 6000 images of child pornography stashed in a Google account. Well, it wasn't a Microsoft account. How could he know? Rick Allen Jones was arrested at Bill Gates' house. Brings it brings the issue right to his front door. Literally. We need to stop being little children. Again, to borrow from the movie, the 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 2021 payback movie, in this country, people are children till 50. We need to stop pretending that there aren't things that go bump in the night right in our own backyard and grow up. Abraham Lincoln, Lysium Address, one of my favorites. When you know this kind of subject matter arises. Shall we expect some transatlantic military giant to step the ocean and crush us at a blow? Never. Et cetera, et cetera. You know, the updated version might be all the armies of Europe, Asia, and Africa combined with all the treasure of the earth with a Bonaparte uh, for commander could not, by force, take a drink from the Ohio, he says, you know, couldn't, couldn't, uh, you know, couldn't touch the trillion-dollar-a-year United States military-industrial complex. At what point, then, is the approach of danger to be expected? Lincoln said, I answer, if it ever reach us, it must spring up amongst us. What military force could challenge the United States military-industrial complex? It cannot come from abroad. If destruction be our lot, we must ourselves be its author and finisher. As a nation of free men, we must live through all time or die by suicide. Stick around. We'll be right back.
3: In times like these, you can't depend on the government to keep you warm and fed, but you can depend on the Vermont Bun Baker to do just that. With a Vermont Bun Baker, you'll never be in a situation where you can't cook, bake, fry, boil water, or heat your home all at the same time. One of the most revolutionary cook stoves, wood stoves ever, the Vermont Bun Baker is available with or without soapstone veneer, a natural stone that retains heat and radiates it back into the room once the fire is out. A beautiful addition to your home, the Vermont Bun Baker has an efficiency rating well above 75% and qualifies for the Wood Stove tax credit. For more information, watch the Vermont Bun Baker on YouTube and live stream or visit us at www.vermontwoodstove.com. You can also reach us by calling one 866 sopestone do not ever be hungry or cold because the power's gone out. With a Vermont Bun Baker, all you have to worry about is what's for dinner.
4: For the first time since its inception, RBN is offering a limited opportunity to you, the listener, to join our quest. You will be provided an effective platform on both internet and satellite broadcasting and also gain the opportunity to both share your creativity with our producers and voice your message with thousands of patriots. Interested? Call 800-724-2719, extension 3,
5: for details. Biden takes classified documents seriously, I'm Peter Serafine with this week's Liberty Minute and a reminder to use code LIGHTHOUSE at mystore.com to save money on American-made products from American companies. President Biden takes classified documents so seriously that he had at least one in his garage. Just for a minute, let's forget that a former vice president shouldn't have classified materials. Let's ignore the hypocrisy of Biden's statements regarding Trump having classified materials at Mar-a-Lago, where there are Secret Service. What I want to know is, why were attorneys clearing out an office at the UPenn think tank? Lawyers cost hundreds of dollars an hour. Two guys and a truck would have been infinitely cheaper. Were the lawyers there because they expected to find something like this? Maybe the attorneys were there just so that there would be attorney-client privilege in place. The presence of lawyers doing a job that a couple of teenagers could do is intriguing, to say the least. Now that the story is out, I have many questions, but the White House press secretary has refused to answer a single one put to her. Hopefully, the new special counsel will have better luck. Find more news and commentary at liberty-whitehouse.com. Until next time, as pashem, parabellum.
0: Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by. dragonfly out in the sun you know what i mean don't you know welcome back
1: we got to get to the other stuff here and we will do that in a second let me finish abraham lincoln's point here i think you know again drawing from lincoln's Lyceum address in 1838 lincoln said You know, speaking of uh, the issue of hubris and ambition. Would that we, you know, would grow up a little bit, not be children till 50. So Lincoln said it is to deny what the history of the world tells us is true. To suppose that men of ambition and talents will not continue to spring up amongst us. And when they do they will as naturally seek the gratification of their ruling passion as others have done before them. The question then is, can that gratification be found in supporting and maintaining an edifice that has been erected by others? Most certainly it cannot. Many great and good men sufficiently qualified for any task they should undertake, may ever be found whose ambition would aspire to nothing beyond a seat in Congress, a gubernatorial or presidential chair. And, you know, even, you know, indeed, guys like Jefferson said, actually, it's, you know, uh, public service, you know, is always deleterious to one's public image, basically. But continuing with Lincoln, but such... Such belong not to the family of the lion or the tribe of the eagle. What? Think you these places would satisfy an Alexander, a Caesar, or a Napoleon? Never. Towering genius disdains a beaten path. It seeks regions hitherto unexplored. It sees no distinction in adding story to story upon the monuments of fame erected to the memory of others. It denies that it is glory enough to serve under any chief. It scorns to tread in the footsteps of any predecessor, however illustrious. It thirsts and burns for distinction, and if possible, it will have it, whether at the expense of emancipating slaves or enslaving freemen. Is it unreasonable, then, to expect that some man possessed of the the loftiest genius, coupled with ambition sufficient to push it to its utmost stretch, will it sometimes spring up amongst us? And when such a one does, it will require the people to be united with each other, attached to the government and laws and generally intelligent, to successfully frustrate his designs. Is that what happens in America these days, or do we rely on mommy? Distinction will be his paramount object, and although he would As willingly, perhaps more so, acquire it by doing good as harm, yet that opportunity being passed and nothing left to be done in the way of building up, he would set boldly to the task of pulling down. So, you know, there are folks who have sprung up amongst us, I I would say, over the last hundred years without getting into names and so forth. That's been discussed on this network. Again, you know, um, names like Charlotte Iserby, John Taylor Gatto, Samuel Blumenfeld, Anthony Sutton, James Perloff, William Bloom, Peter Dale Scott, you know, uh, these, these folks have done, and, uh, you know, certainly not the least of which would have to be uh carol quickly and there are many others obviously who who have reminded us of those folks but we're at a point now where it has jumped the shark as they say and the davos set is openly boasting their chaos magic right out in plain sight here's what you can expect in the future We have all the auto manufacturers at our meeting, and you know what? By 2030, you won't own an automobile. You won't own clothes. You know? Um, We'll have a Javi on Friday. Maybe we'll talk about clothing as a service. What? He's talked about that. Stick around. We'll be right back.
6: You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website, by going to republicbroadcasting.org. My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue, and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now, and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822, or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid.
2: Extend your life with Extendivite.
0: Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee.
6: HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN.
1: Tune in Saturday mornings 8 to 10 Central to the Alternative Media with your host, Farron. If you've not been listening, this is some of what you've been missing. 2,000 mules,
4: like you like you like to say occasionally, Farron, in your face. They, they, they might have a, a set of lactating mammaries available that could provide milk for their adopted children.
7: Listen,
2: news media
7: all pulling off this gigantic fraud.
4: Rhino neocon cups.
2: There's this wonderful thing called vote with defeat, moved to
4: California.
1: I am a conspiracy factualist and everyone else is a reality theorist.
4: Hundreds, if not thousands, of ships came out of nowhere. Give me liberty
2: or let's give you death.
4: Any excuse to go and, and kill yourself for this 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 fraud of a government. This goes back a hundred years. When they come for your
1: gold, give them a lead. And when they come for your guns, give them the bullets first. And God help us all.
0: Something like This is a ride, happy day, happy day. This is share them with me. This is a ride, happy day, happy This is
1: I would like to give you – speaking of the you know, clothing as a service, how ridiculous. You, have you heard about the paper wedding gown? You can find them on Amazon and the eBay. <clears throat> Do you know that Alvin Toffler wrote a chapter or actually it was a section in a chapter of uh, Future Shock? Did you know that Toffler had a section in a chapter devoted to the paper wedding gown? What's future shock? Who's Alvin Toffler? 1970? Part 2, Transients. Chapter 4, Things, The Throwaway Society. The paper wedding gown, the missing supermarket, the, the economics of, imper- of impermanence, the portable playground. The Modular Fun Palace. Perhaps we've seen some of these things in recent years. The Rental Revolution. W.F. says, You will own nothing and never be happier. Temporary Needs. The Fad Machine. Chapter 5 Places the New Nomads. The Three Million Mile Club. <clears throat> Flamenco in Sweden. Migration to the Future. Suicides and Hitchhikers. The Mournful Movers. The the homing instinct, the demise of geography. Then there was this, where is it? Chapter 6, uh, People, the Modular Man. How about this? Rent a person. Have you seen all those? Hallmark has this, just a whole kind of franchise of movies about we rented a person and this is, you know, how it went kind of stuff. You know, the rental. There was one with uh, – anyway, whatever. We got to get to the clips. So – yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, let's start with Vivek. What is he saying and what can we get out in front of? We'll do this one by one and we'll keep it simple. We'll sort of we'll, we'll, you know, borrow from Alinsky. Maybe that's maybe I shouldn't say that. But, you know, we're going to freeze a thing. We'll freeze the FBI thing. And, you know. Just kind of deal with the FBI thing here real quick and unpack that just a little bit. So here's here's what Vivek Ramaswamy said last Friday at the uh, 2023 CPAC. Go ahead, please.
2: So what does it mean to be an American? It means you believe in merit. That you get ahead in this country, not on the color of your skin, but on the content of your character and your contributions. And that is why, as U.S. President, I have pledged to get rid of affirmative action in this country once and for all. It is a national cancer on our soul, and we are done with it. It came into existence by an executive order from Lyndon Johnson. Every president since Lyndon Johnson could have crossed it out. I love the man. I'm going to come and talk to him about it in a second. But I'm going to tell you, cross that out. We're done with affirmative action in America, okay? That's the first thing. But back to the question, what does it mean to be American? Okay, this is, this is the question. It means we believe that the people who we elect to run the government, whoever it is, ought to be the people who actually run the government. Radical idea in America. Who would have ever thought? It's not the case today. So the next time we have an Anthony Fauci or a Merrick Garland or a James Comey who goes far beyond their constitutional scope, you need to do what a chief executive in this country is constitutionally empowered to do. You fire them, you fire their employees, you fire the managerial industrial complex around them. And I'll tell you this even further. Thank you very much. We got to go one step further than that. Because when a managerial cancer gets so bad in this country, you can't just reform that from on high. I come from the private sector. I know this. If you tell me that somebody works for me and I can't fire them, that means that they don't work for me. It means I work for them. It means I am their slave because I am responsible for what they do without having any power to determine it. Well, that can't be the position that the U.S. president is put in. When a managerial cancer gets so bad, you have one option left in this country. You have to shut it down. And I've already said last week, the first agency we will shut down and need to shut down in the United States is the U.S. Department of Education. It has no reason to exist. Never should have existed. Make a mistake. It's better late than never. You shut it down. And today I'm ready to announce the second government agency that I will shut down in this country. We should have done it 60 years ago. It's hurt Republicans and Democrats alike. We're going to get it done. It's finally time to shut down the FBI in America. Create something new to take its place because we are done with the J. Edgar Hoover legacy to let this be a self-governing nation again.
1: Whoa, what just happened there? Managerial class, managerial industrial complex, that's the administrative fourth branch. Nothing about that was accidental. We'll leave that alone. Department of Education, again, nothing about it accidental. FBI, let's zero in on that a little bit for a minute. That's pretty interesting. You heard him say, you, you can't reform it. Absolutely. Pluck it out by the roots. So, Chris, what's so bad about the FBI? Well, let's let Trevor Aronson, who did far more research than the rest of us, let's let Trevor Aronson weigh in on this, shall we? Can we play that, please?
8: The FBI is responsible for more terrorism plots in the United States than any other organization. More than al-Qaeda, more than al-Shabaab, more than the Islamic State, more than all of them combined. This isn't likely how you think about the FBI. You probably think of FBI agents gunning down bad guys like John Dillinger, or arresting corrupt politicians. After the 9-11 terrorist attacks, the FBI became less concerned with gangsters and crooked elected officials. The new target became terrorists and the pursuit of terrorists has consumed the FBI. Every year, the Bureau spends $3.3 billion on domestic counterterrorism activities. Compare that to just $2.6 billion combined for organized crime, financial fraud, public corruption, and all other types of traditional criminal activity. I've spent years pouring through the case files of terrorism prosecutions in the United States, and I've come to the conclusion that the FBI is much better at creating terrorists than it is at catching terrorists. In the 14 years since 9-11, you can count about six real terrorist attacks in the United States. These include the Boston Marathon bombings in 2013, as well as failed attacks, such as the time a man named Faisal Shahzad tried to deliver a, a car bomb to Times Square. In those same 14 years, the Bureau, however, has bragged about how it's foiled dozens of terrorism plots. In all, the FBI has arrested more than 175 people in aggressive, undercover counterterrorism stings. These operations, which are usually led by an informant, provide the means and opportunity, and sometimes even the idea, for mentally ill and economically desperate people to become what we now term terrorists. After 9 11, the FBI was given an edict never again, never another attack on American soil. FBI agents were told to find terrorists before they strike. To do this, agents recruited a network of more than 15,000 informants nationwide all looking for anyone who might be dangerous. An informant can earn $100,000 or more for every terrorism case they bring to the FBI. That's right, the FBI is paying mostly criminals and con men six figures to spy on communities in the United States, but mostly Muslim American communities. These informants nab people like Abu Khalid Abdul Latif and Wali Mujahid. Both are mentally ill. Abdul Latif had a history of huffing gasoline and attempting suicide. Mujahid had schizoaffective disorder, had trouble distinguishing between reality and fantasy. In 2012, the FBI arrested these two men for conspiring to attack a military recruiting station outside Seattle with weapons provided, of course, by the FBI. The FBI's informant was Robert Childs, a convicted rapist and child molester who was paid $90,000 for his work on the case. This isn't an outlier. In 2009, an FBI informant who had fled Pakistan on murder charges led four men in a plot to bomb synagogues in the Bronx. The lead defendant was James Cromedy, a broke Walmart employee with a history of mental problems. And the informant had offered him $250,000 if he participated in that plot. There are many more examples. Today, The Intercept published my new story about a counterterrorism sting in Tampa involving Sammy Osmakosh, a young man who was living near Tampa, Florida. Osmokosh also had schizoaffective disorder. He, too, was broke, and he had no connections to international terrorist groups. Nonetheless, an FBI informant gave him a job, handed him money, introduced him to an undercover agent posing as a terrorist, and lured him in a plot to bomb an Irish bar. But here's what's interesting. The lead undercover agent, you can see him in this picture with his face blurred, would go back to the Tampa field office with his recording equipment on. Behind closed doors, FBI agents admitted that what they were doing was farcical. A federal judge doesn't want you to hear about these conversations. He sealed the transcripts and placed them under a protective order in an attempt to prevent someone like me from doing something like this. Behind closed doors, the lead agent, the squad supervisor, described their would-be terrorist as a retarded fool who didn't have a pot to piss in. They described his terrorist ambitions as wishy-washy and a pipe dream scenario. But that didn't stop the FBI. They provided Sammy Oswakash everything he needed. They gave him a car bomb, they gave him an AK-47, they helped him make a so-called martyrdom video, and they even gave him money for a taxicab so he could get to where they wanted him to go. As they were working the sting, the squad supervisor tells his agents he wanted a Hollywood ending. And he got a Hollywood ending. When Sammy Osmakash attempted to deliver what he thought was a car bomb, he was arrested, convicted, and sentenced to 40 years in prison. Sammy Osmakash isn't alone. He's one of more than 175 so-called terrorists for whom the FBI has created Hollywood endings. U.S. government officials call this the war on terror. It's really just theater. A national security theater with mentally ill men like Sammy Osmakash, unwitting actors in a carefully choreographed production brought to you by the FBI. Thank you. Welcome back. All right.
1: Uh, Well, I guess what I mean is, wait. we got a couple more things to play real quick before we go back to the phones, but um, points of clarification. That was some of what Vivek said previously in the clip that we played previously, and that was his 2023 CPAC speech last Friday, March 3rd, and... Obviously you just heard Trevor Aronson, that was his Trevor Aronson's twenty fifteen TED Talk. Titled Trevor Aronson, How This FBI Strategy Is Actually Creating US based Terrorists and the Laundry List, where this goes is so long. Uh, usually the Manchurian Patsies are these uh mentally ill folks. You know, again you think of James Cromedy and the Newburgh Four and that kind of stuff. Whether it's that or you know the other things have you have you or or trying to suborn somebody like Randy Weaver and have you read about the case where Randy Weaver was actually exonerated and the federal government was found to be in the wrong but you didn't that really you know we don't hear about for obvious reasons uh, there's much more there's much more. When you start diving down the rabbit hole, you realize, gosh, you know, everything you hear about in the mainstream. The only time that, you know, I would say this is not the case is, you know, someone like Ted Kaczynski, which was clearly smarter than the people who were trying to catch him. Didn't get caught, was actually exposed by his brother. So anyway, I want to play a couple more clips Somebody might say, well, you know, can you prove this? These are awfully sensational claims, Trevor Aronson. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Let's play that clip, please.
8: So, so those are some pretty strong accusations, pretty strong charges. Um, how, do, how can you back this up? So my research began in 2010 when I received a grant from the investigative reporting program at UC Berkeley. And a research assistant and I put together a database of all terrorism prosecutions at the time in, during the first decade after 9-11. And uh, we, we, we used the court file to find out whether the defendants had any connections to international terrorist groups, whether an informant was used, and whether the informant played the role of an agent provocateur by providing the means and opportunity. And we submitted that to the FBI and we asked them to you know, respond to our database if they had errors, if they believe there were any errors. We asked them to tell us what they were and we'd go back and check and they never challenged any of our findings. Um, later I used that data in a magazine article and, and later in my book and um, on appearances with places like CBS and NPR, they were offered that opportunity again to say, you know, Trevor Aronson's findings are wrong, and, and they've, never, they've never come forward and said these are the problems with, with those findings. So the data, you know, has since been used by groups like Human Rights Watch on its recent report on these types of sting operations, and so far the FBI has never really responded that, um, you know, to the charges that it's really not catching terrorists so much as it's catching mentally ill people that it can dress up as terrorists in these types of sting operations.
1: There you go. Yeah so uh, evidence hard evidence and yet how many americans know this to this to date the ted uh post you know, from the ted platform on youtube only has 155,000 views about 150 well 155,000 and a half And that was published back in June of 2015. Should be 155 million, or maybe another zero. Most people don't know about that, but that is reality. Let's go. Let's see. Oh gosh, yeah. A few few moments. Well, okay. So let's go to the phones and grab Lark in Texas. Lark, thanks for calling. Welcome. Hi, Chris. Just a
4: quick side. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) just a quick aside uh, i've looked more into this uh Vivek character yeah and uh he he's very definitely a wolf in sheep's clothing and uh okay. he's a community he's a communitarian if you wanted to okay. discuss that sometime i'd be happy yeah, to share that. yeah let's it with do it people.
1: now let's do it now for a few minutes
4: yeah i uh i don't i have zero respect for anybody that made millions of dollars in the tech industry and big okay farm.
1: let's back up though and start with the evidence that you know preponderance of evidence what do you mean well you said he's a communitarian so based on what
4: uh listen the the new economy coming into view is only going to be uh really understood by people that are very wealthy or have actually looked into communitarianism what is coming into view in terms of this new financial system it's called social engineering as a service It's transportation as a service. Remember, you're going to own nothing. Right. You're going to be made a slave, and you're going to be attached to a digital ID. You're going to have your own twin in cyberspace by which they can determine your behavior and how your behavior is to be judged. I know uh, these
1: things, and you're preaching to the choir, but I'm just asking, like, what evidence is there? Because I'm looking for it, too. I'm as interested as anyone
4: well, uh, the very fact that he made his money in tech and big pharma says everything for me. But he's because out of everything- big
1: pharma and he's into a platform that he says he created to compete with the Black Rocks, which sounds, you know. Man, I mean, I can't imagine that a person would live more than about 30 minutes when they do something like that. But I don't know. Maybe it's possible.
4: Let me tell you, Chris, if you want to get in on the grift, you've got to share in the graft. Okay? And you I understand to your point, but thing. Lark,
1: if you listen to him, and we've played the clips of him breaking down how the ESG scam basically takes from the left hand and fleeces the American public and puts it in the right hand, and how BlackRock is essentially um, holding boardrooms hostage with American, you know, uh m- mom and pop like grassroots dollars saying you know we have this financial backing and you will do our bidding and Chris, he says that's how the game he, is he, that's how the game he, is played and here's a company to try to help americans divest from that holding boardrooms hostage that doesn't sound i mean i i'm i'm as skeptical as anyone i would say as skeptical as you maybe maybe not quite but I'm looking for the, you know, the snake in the woodpile, too. But those things don't sound nefarious to me on the face of them.
4: Okay. Well, you know, it it takes a little – it takes two to parry here, you know. And uh, uh, I I appreciate your sentiment, but do you really think voting is going to change anything so long as these tech bastards are control of the voting?
1: I've – I've talked about that. I mean, the fact that the national uh, election pool tells us who we voted for before we go to the polls, the fact that Clark's Third Law is in full effect when at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. on voting day, people are seeing on television as they're sipping their last cup of coffee and running off to the office if they still do that, if they're not telecommuting now. And same thing if they are. When they see the the little ticker, so-and-so is in their local precinct so-and-so is ahead by so many votes and such percentage. How is that possible, people, when no votes have been counted, no polls have closed in your local precinct? How is that possible? So, you know, I'm as aware of that Let's as anyone.
4: Cut Let's cut to the chase. This guy seeks your vote, okay? He's a tech big shot, okay? He's, he's somebody with a foreign-sounding name. He made money with Big Pharma. He shoots his mouth off all over big media. He talks about right. having to raise money. Where's that money going to go to? It's going to go to big media, okay, so that he can so hopefully get his message out. So, so he that can he can Congress get elected to follow-ups. shut the
1: FBI down, so that he can shut the Department of Education down, so that he can get rid of the, the uh, what I would call, much of the fourth, the administrative fourth branch, the managerial industrial complex, as you said. I mean, well, you got
4: to... This sickness has spread throughout all law enforcement in this country.
1: you I gotta, mean, it's, it's, you got to give somebody benefit of the doubt, though, at some point. The guy's 37 years old. We all spent time. You spent time in the advertising business. I spent time in that world. I came last out of the mortgage industry and told the story how, you know, basically I was saying we're looting our parents' 401Ks. That's what we're doing. I can't be in this business anymore, but I was in it. And – uh you know so i mean he's 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 been involved and it seems like he's trying to follow a more noble pursuit now what at what point do we i mean is is everyone are we are we like them and everyone's guilty before you know until proven innocent or does anyone get the benefit of the doubt
4: he's only 37 yeah well he's just a punk kid as far as i'm concerned with a big mouth
1: okay well you said <laughs> That he's communitarian and I respect that, most, but I just
4: most, I'm looking for the verification of commun- that. Chris, most Americans are communitarians today. We've been I made know, and most
1: Christians are Gnostic in America. Those who call themselves Christian, I think that
4: Harold Bloom is right. But I we don't need think evidence. This has ever been a Christ- I don't think this has ever been a Christian nation, to be honest with you. You know, when I look at the people that came over on the Mayflower. When I look at right, but history, we're we're history getting a field, yeah. we have about a minute and
1: a half left, and I'm curious what the evidence that Vivek is a communitarian is. What can we point to? because you made that well, statement, so let's validate it.
4: Chris, we don't have the time to crunch this in about a minute, you know, between a commercial well, we had about ten when bro. we started yeah, well, I listen, I'm convinced he's a wolf in sheep's clothing, okay. He's a communitarian, and he's a POS, and he's a he's a punk kid with a big mouth. And uh, if you want to explore this in detail, perhaps we can do that. But I can't do it in just a few minutes. You know, we have to, first of all, we I have try to, undo to some assumptions.
1: I tried to. A, he's,
4: no, he's, he's, there's nothing heroic about this guy. He's there to stir the pot so that we can quickly undo. Uh, I respectfully Americans disagree.
1: I obviously have tremendous respect and admiration for you, and I respectfully disagree in this case.
4: And well, uh, I'm
2: hoping for the time. best.
4: Yeah. Well, good luck. You know, first wow. of all, let's get, get rid of this idea that we're going to vote our way out of this. Because even
2: if are- it's
1: true, though, even if it's true, we we I think we both would agree this is a kind of an environment of WT Stead's government by journalism more than anything and in that sense here's an opportunity to get out in front of the soundbite out in front of the narrative that may be created and we can expect it will but here's an here's an opportunity to come alongside that and do something about it i think that unites americans whether vivek is legit or not whether the whole thing gets
4: co-opted or not I'm not going to be one to jump on the bandwagon and experience another dog and pony show. Well, the bandwagon the is a world. fallacy, and I agree. But I don't think what I'm talking
1: about is a bandwagon. I think I'm sort of out in a field somewhere all by myself. I don't hear anybody else saying what I've said in the last two days.
4: Well, but you're a, t- you're a different person. We're different generations, Chris. You know, yeah. you embrace big tech. I think all no. of big tech, all these current technologies are dirty. and I wouldn't say to I embrace dirty. it. They're designed to inspire the American
1: people. We're out of time. I appreciate it, Lark. Folks, I hope it was informative. As always, it truly is an honor and a pleasure. Take care. God bless. We'll catch you on the other side.
7: My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee. And I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee. And after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference.
0: Visit blackoutcoffee.com
7: and use the coupon code repub one zero. That's R-E-P-U-B-1-0.
5: You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.